because... <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, you, how many times do you wake up, you're having a fantastic day, uh, you, you wake up, you listen to your music, you take a shower, you come downstairs, and your partner, roommate, whomever, is in a shit mood. Mm. And what happens? Pops your balloon right yep. quick. <laughs> your energy, your mood, everything tanks. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't protecting your energy. You then gave energy to the energy that they were projecting, which is a low vibe, bad mood. Mm-hmm. And now you're both in a bad mood. Yeah. So it's it's a constant. So when you're in a big group of people, that's why a lot of, we say introverts struggle in social situations. It's not because we're bitchy or don't love people. It's because one, people are not respectful of our energy. And two, um, most of us aren't properly trained how to protect our energy. And so when we're in large groups, we are extremely drained. We start to take on everybody else's emotions, which is part of empathy. Mm -hmm. It's part of that. Um, When I look back at a lot of my issues growing up, aside from trauma Mm -hmm. and grief, a huge component of my misery was that it wasn't even my misery. Right. I was feeling other people's Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. And you kind of soak it up like a sponge. Yep. Um, You know, it takes you on. The other thing is when you're highly empathic or sensitive, as they call it, um, people are drawn to you to unload their problems (laughs) or feelings. And so it's kind of a twofold problem Mm -hmm. because one, you don't know how to protect yourself. You're attracting people that are like, Oh, this is an empath. Empaths are usually healers of some sort. They have no idea. Mm -hmm. And so the people, you know, that you're highly empathic. If your whole life, you could be anywhere like strangers will just start talking to you. It Mm -hmm. sounds crazy. And just telling you their whole life story and problems. Yep. This happened to me my whole life. And you tend to be in positions or like jobs where the, it kind of opens you up to that, where like yes. you and I worked at the bank for a very mm. long time. Yes. And yeah. I, and you become their favorite teller yes. and they come and they tell you the thing and you, you have enduring, you know, endearing feelings for yeah. these people and, and you don't know and you want to help, right? Because mm-hmm. the other thing is when you're an empath, you want to be a fixer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You want to fix everything. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about how hard it is to be an empath and doing what we do for a living and have to say no. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, so, yeah, being an empath, it's it's feeling and absorbing everybody's things. Um, I, t- I have a lot of kid clients, and um, I have one client in particular. I attuned her to Reiki. She was really, I don't know, she's 15, maybe 15 years old. And she's very intuitive, very empathic, 100% a healer. Mm -hmm. And up until this point had been experiencing a lot of hardship, mainly because she was absorbing so many people's feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I attuned her to Reiki because I felt like it was going to really help her assess and sort of know the difference in energies and yes, vibrations for sure. But what was really interesting is I told her, start asking yourself when you feel something, is this mine? Yeah. And if it's not yours, ask it to leave you. And so she started doing that. And when she came in, she goes, 
when I saw her the next time, she was like, I've been doing that and it's never mine. Oh my gosh. It's, it was never hers. Right? And there's so many times that happens to us. I need to do that a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't ask and that question as much as I should you think about it. You just automatically assume it's something wrong in yes. you. And so. That's yeah, so it's, wise. Yeah. It's like, what, mm. you know, like, is this mine? Because there's mm-hmm. a lot of times, think about if you're in an office working, okay, mm-hmm. you're in a cubicle and maybe you're in a, in a room with, I'll say, 70 people. And then you've also got four to eight people that are in your immediate proximity. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of energy in your immediate area. Right. That is bouncing off you if you're not protecting yourself. And yeah. so, and even when you are protecting yourself, some things get in. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, it's really hard. I think work is a big place yes. where people struggle because you have to go to work. Mm-hmm. You don't get to choose the people that are working around you or the roles that they have within, you know, that structured system. And so it's like, how do you create boundaries with people you have to see every day? And so that's where I feel like a lot of people struggle. They do struggle at home too, because it's also hard to make boundaries with people at home. But I think once you get the hang of this, Mm -hmm. where you start doing it is at home. Oh, for sure. And then everything kind of shifts. For sure. That's where I started being like, you know, you have this small group of people and you start feeling weird and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, is that you? Yeah. Is that you? Last night we went to Pride. Yeah. And we got cold water and we were Mm -hmm. standing in a group, but there were, you know, there were a lot of people there and all of a sudden my stomach hurt really bad. And I was like, Mm. does your stomach hurt? My friend next to me and she's drinking like a hard seltzer. So she feels fine. It's not her stomach. (laughs) So I ask everyone around, it's nobody's. So which meant it was mine. And it was totally like later on in the night, my husband's like, Oh, me too. It was just the cold water in it being hot out, whatever, whatever. But it's in that moment where I'm like having to ask everybody, does your stomach hurt? Because my stomach feels terrible. And a lot of times it's somebody else with my clients. It's my clients. And see, I, I don't, Again, I mean, I say this all the time. I don't know why I'm able to just sort of set an intention where this permanent protection just kind of follows me. The only time I'm typically feeling other people's stuff is like before they come in for a session. I saw your dragon scales just as an aside. Oh, maybe that's why. And so, I, yeah, it's like funny because I really do. I mean, every once in a while things happen, you know, like my vacation, you know, if you listen to the episode about what happened on vacation, but it's like, I'm running out the door and I'm coming here. My first client, there's something wrong and I can feel that I can start to feel nerves or, or physical ailments and things. And I do in a session and when it's in a session, I'm totally aware that it's not mine and I don't have to ask it to leave me because it just does it. Right. Um, but the only other time I feel like I experienced that now, now growing up, it was all that all the time that was happening. Um, but I do still struggle in crowded places. Weddings can be a lot for me. Um, small talk is the bane of my right. I can't like, I, I just, I, I, I can't even put into words the ex- like the exhaustion and it, it feels like someone siphoning my gas tank right 
that's what small talk does to me. Mm-hmm. Like somebody that I know doesn't give a shit about what I'm even saying. You know, we're just trying to fill seconds and minutes. Right. And it's like, I don't care what they're really doing and they don't care what I am. It's just like, I can feel it being pulled for me. And then yeah. I leave those situations and I'm, I'm, I am actually exhausted. Like I, I, I need a nap. Right. Um, Same. And not just small talk. So even with people I love, so mm-hmm. I will go to friends' houses and I just, I love it while I'm there and I'm enjoying it. But if I do that like three weekends in a row, like that just happened. We had something every weekend for three weekends and it was so much peopling for me that I actually started to feel sick. I started to feel not well. And then I, I, I'm listening to my body now and I spent all of an entire day just sleeping. Yes, you did. Mm -hmm. I slept on and off all day and could still go to bed that night. I mean, my body was physically drained because I, I need alone time to recharge and not like whole days. I'm talking just 20 minutes even (laughs) per day. And what, for whatever reason, the last three weeks have been just thing after thing after thing. And, um, on top of my personal life, um, is this, the people that are asking for things of me, yeah, which for, we're going to talk for, about too. Um, and so there's a lot of things that play into that, but, um, yeah, I was just feeling really drained. I feel like that often after simple things that seem like they should, like you're saying like things. fun. Yeah. And I'm like, for me, I need a whole day. Yeah. I'm like an old, old lady. I like I, I really I need a, a ton of downtime. I just think the season of life I'm in with the age of my kids, right. it's an, you're I can't totally have right. a whole day. Like I, you're totally right. I don't have the luxury to take more than 20 minutes because I'm so carting kids and things to all the places. <laughs> you're so right. Cause I, I didn't have any time then. And that was when I was feeling really ill Yeah, and really, really bad. I can tell when I need to rest because I start to get really agitated right. and irritable, right? Like little things and even noises. It's like it, the best way to describe it is sensory overload. Like it's almost like if another person speaks to me, I'm going to die. Like I just, I can't even hear. I can't, if someone re- requests another thing of me in this moment, I, I'm going to explode or something. And so I, I recognize those signs, but you know, that's, being empathic, which is the tool we are given to decipher energy, mm-hmm. um, which leads me to the next thing. So we're given this gift, all of us, half of us shut it out. Right. The other half of us are sailing high with this, like off the charts empathy, but we've never been taught what it is. We don't right. know anything until if we're lucky sometime in life. Um, And so you've got this imbalance of people that aren't recognizing this gift, Mm -hmm. but it it was put in place to help decipher energy, to make you know, not good for me, good for me. It's to, it's, we're supposed to be listening to our bodies and saying, okay, you know, like in those moments where you're exhausted, I need rest. Mm -hmm. I don't need to be more busy. Right. I need to retreat. Mm -hmm. And so... That's happening. And we're also in the society that's programming us that we have just automatic access to people energetically. Right. 
and that we don't need permission to take that from them, mm-hmm. which is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a lesson I think you and I are really learning. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to be better about making boundaries energetically. And so <laughs> people don't understand how much they're taking from you energetically mm-hmm. in situations. So especially in our situation. So when you are in a healer, an intuitive empathic healer (laughs) um, that is put on this planet to help people. Right. So Mm -hmm. we have this thing in us where we just want to help everyone. Mm -hmm. Everybody has something, right? Yeah. Everybody has a problem or something that they need help with. And so you become each of our perspectives those things are a really big deal. Right. And they, and they are like, whatever our, your individual thing is, is really important to Mm -hmm. you. And it's not taking that importance away. Sure. But what it's saying is when you do this and you are become known Mm -hmm. as somebody that can, is a helper that can help, um, everybody comes at you with things they need help with. And so in that moment, you're thinking about the thing you need help with. Mm-hmm. which is a natural human reaction also as programmed. Yeah. We are selfish individuals basically as a human race, mm-hmm. all of us, that's not excluding us. Right. Um, and so in that moment, you're thinking about your need, your problem, this catastrophe or feeling or whatever you're having. And so then you go to the helper and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And in our case, you know, at least with me, like I'm, if I'm here working on a day, I see at least three people. Mm-hmm. That's three hours that I'm giving of myself that I've made space for mm-hmm. that I am helping mm-hmm. and healing and doing my thing. And then when I leave here, what I should be doing and what I'm doing now and I'm d- trying to be more cognizant of mm-hmm. is not working when I leave here. Mm-hmm. And trying to be present with my children and doing stuff. But I've got, you know, we've got all these people that still need help. And so what happens is I get anywhere, I would say a minimum, five mm-hmm. messages, texts, whatever, somebody needing something. Same. And mm-hmm. it's really exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because I can help. I know I can help. Mm-hmm. But there's a there's an endless, an endless list of things that I could help with. So I would right. literally spend my entire day helping twenty four seven twenty four helping people twenty four seven. Yes, and it's sometimes little things. But what you need to understand <laughs> is with intuitive people, when I give Reiki, it's not as draining. Reiki doesn't really drain me. The part that's draining is that I'm intuitively tapping in to the spirit world, to your guides. And that's, what's helping me know where to go. And then anything that's just strictly tapping in is extremely taxing. Yes. And so, and mind you, I'm already kind of exhausted because I'm trying to just protect and stay in this place where I'm not tapping into everything around me. I mean, I get on Facebook and somebody's missing and I'm instantly like, boom, this is what happened to this person. And I have to say, no, 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 don't get involved. I mean, I just can't do that all the time. And so it's important to know that your thing 
is of course important to you. But yes. what I would encourage all of us to start doing is asking permission mm-hmm. or asking if the person has time or space for whatever right. your need is. Right. If you're going to ask, at least do like if you, if your neighbor is an accountant mm-hmm. and they work all day and then clock out at five and then they get home and you go over to your neighbor's house with your taxes and right. say, they just walked in the door and they've got kids running around. They haven't seen their family. And then you're just like, well, I just have this little tax question. Right. What about this? these two lines here? And it's little to you. Right. It's, it, and it's quick, five minutes. Yeah. And it's a quick thing. And, and it's probably a quick thing for them because they have a lot of knowledge on it. So they're mm-hmm. just going to say, oh, yeah, that's such and such and put this in here and there. But the point is you didn't ask if they wanted to make space for you energetically to do that, to answer your question. My guides keep showing me you pulled the, you could have just pulled that Jenga piece out that sent the whole stack down. Yeah. Because that, and (laughs) the other thing is, my emotions are a Jenga stack. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's very relatable. (laughs) And it's also like dehumanizing the person that you're asking, because a lot of times that's how I feel. If I'm being honest, I feel, (laughs) yes, I feel sometimes de like humanized. Is that a word? Dehumanized. That's how I feel. I feel like I become a thing because it's like a thing that people wish they could see sometimes the way I see. So it's this constant, well, what do you think of this? Well, what do you think of that? Which is just like a very blase question. But what you don't understand is you're sending me somewhere. Yes. And now I'm like in it. And then I feel bad because I want to tell you the thing. And it, and it's just, it, it becomes this like, well, in a way it's disrespectful. <laughs> well, yeah. And sometimes because I'll see that message on my that. phone screen, like I've gotten a message or something. Yeah, and and, and of course like, you can see, you know, yeah. a, a preview. It's just, that can be like enough anxiety inducing because well, like I have yes. a personal experience with this. I'm going to tell that really quick. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot of deep, trauma healing. And of course I am super deep feeling empath. So I'm just trying to regulate like Mm -hmm. what's mine, what's not mine, what I've been believing all my life, whatever. Yeah. So I have some rough weekends of healing with my husband and my family and, and it's all beautiful. Nothing is bad, but I was super vulnerable this one Saturday and it was just like some days are just crying days for me, you know? Right. Well, you're doing really big. Yeah. It's like sometimes to the point where I'm, you know, I'm not suicidal or anything like that. Because by the way, you're a human being that is healing and evolving while helping other people. And so much stuff. It's like if a, if, if another dimensional portal opened and some like rad being was like, Hey, you want to come on? (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, I'm about to bounce. Let's go. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm done with this earth experience, right. but like, you know, that's yeah. not going to happen. Right. Here. So I was having one of those days and I get a message from somebody who I, a client I love, you know, they're wonderful people, mm-hmm. but it's like, they needed like a breaky right on the spot, which I probably didn't again. It's yeah. In that moment, they probably felt like they did, yeah. but no one is going to die without Reiki in that moment. That yeah. Exact moment. And here I am like bawling my eyes out. 
you know, feeling maybe sorry for myself or whatever. I was feeling pretty low. And then I get this message where it's like, now I'm not even able to help somebody. Because I definitely didn't want to do that at that time. I couldn't have done that at that time. And then how did you feel afterwards? Because that's the big thing for me. It's like, you know, you're in this moment and you can't and you're then you start to feel bad that you're in this moment and can't help a person, Mm -hmm. but you're just a human being. You're having the same experience that this person's having, but they think that their human experience is more important than your human experience. Right. right. And it's like, so I, against the, you know, how the world works, I'm not so polite. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I just don't answer because I just can't. Yeah. And I think it's that's just, okay. that means that whatever you needed, I didn't have space for at yeah. that time. And that's the only way I can tell you without feeling guilty I'm <laughs> and like there. a horrible person <laughs> is by just ghosting yeah. and, and, and like everyone knows I love them. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. There's it's not no, an anger. It's and not even me saying this isn't an anger. Although sometimes I do get sort of agitated because right. it. It's not a sometime. I mean, this is a daily thing for me mm-hmm. every me day. And I know that the person is unaware because the person that's asking me for whatever thinks that they're the only person. It's like, you're one sure. of maybe 12 or 15 people that's asking me for something today. Right. And most of the time I'm in a place and I'll do it if I want to do it. Sure. Um, and I always want to help, but I'm, yeah, I'm to the point where I'm trying to make more boundaries and not answering, um, work type calls when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, I, I have young children that I'm trying to enjoy and they're very active and busy. And I'm, I'm trying to do a thing I love and then go home to people I love. Right. But it is, I can uh, say with all honesty, it never stops. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is, I wake up to texts or mm-hmm. messages. Um, it happens throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It happens late at night. There mm-hmm. is always somebody that is asking for me to tap into something or, Hey, I need Reiki or, Hey, this is wrong or, Hey, that. And because of where I am with my intuition, just reading it yes. sends me there. So Same. even if I'm like, I can't right now, um, I'm still, i still go there. It takes your energy. Yeah. And it takes my energy. And then it also makes me feel really bad because I never don't want to help somebody and I never want somebody to be mad about it. And so where I am now is being okay with people maybe being upset by me having to say no, right. Or not responding to a text right away. Mm -hmm. Maybe it takes a few days. Um, because what I, what I've gotten away from and what I'm trying to get back to is, um, you know, I have a very tight circle of people Mm -hmm. who I, are my people. Mm-hmm. So I've got my, my family and then I have close friends mm-hmm. and I want those close friends to be able to have access to me in the way that the people that are just clients or acquaintances or people that are like friends, but not my close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that are missing out. I feel like on that part of me that makes me a good friend. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's like, I want when my friends, like one of my good friends was going through something and she waited a couple days to tell me because she knows what people do. I think we're that way with each other too. We are sometimes. And yeah, and I was so sad because this was a really big, hard thing that she was going through in her family. And she was like, 
you know, I didn't tell you because, you know, this, this, and this was going on. And I don't want that. I want my people to be able to come to me when something's wrong. And I want to, I want to hear that. And I want to be there for them. Yes. And, um, I'm, I'm being stretched so thin because I'm constantly being Mm -hmm. those pokes that we talk about. Um, so I would just say, it's like being aware that everything you do has an energy exchange Mm -hmm. and that just because someone is doing what we do or whatever, ask yourself, like, would you do that? And maybe people do do that. I mean, I know that there's other professions where people like, you would not believe what people ask. Like I go Um, to therapy. I would never text my therapist random questions. Yeah, and like just throughout the day. I pay good money for yeah, an hour like, of therapy. If you pay for so, and like what I do really is along the lines of therapy. It really it's is. like you're coming for Reiki, but you're not. It's not. Look, guys, I'm not just doing Reiki. Right. <laughs> you're having a spiritual therapy experience mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. me, and you're unloading a lot of things, and, and it's getting to the root of why yes. these energetic imbalances keep occurring. Yeah. It's yeah. like you wouldn't text your therapist at ten o'clock at night no. and say, "Hey." I'm having a hard time. It's like, is this person in your immediate circle? You know, and it's hard because I love the people that are texting me. I care about what they're doing. I know. Me Um, too. But it's, it, it just, you have to be respectful of other people. Just like your doctor. Okay. Well, you call a service and when they can, whoever's on call is energetically aware that if a call comes in, they have to make that call out. So if it's 11 PM and you're making that, that is something they've, energetically agreed upon. Right. Exactly. But and they don't, I love you're that. not calling their personal number. You're not per, the other thing is a personal message on Facebook. Yes. About business. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not at work right now. I right. have a business page. Right. With a business message. We have a couple of them, right? Between the, the two of us. Yeah. Um, and, and that's another thing because it's separate. So like, mm-hmm. I don't check that. Mm-hmm. All the time. If I'm on vacation, I don't see that. Right. I see it if it comes to my personal. And so that's the other thing. I can't tell you how many times I've been on vacation and I get messages like, oh my gosh, I need this thing. And then I just, I would respond. I mean, I've been on vacation giving people Reiki and trying to help someone when I'm supposed to be enjoying and unwinding and not doing the thing. I'm supposed to not be working. The whole point is not to work, to recuperate. And so you're silly. Stop doing that. I know. I'm trying to get so much. So this last time I went away, my guide sent me to a place where I had no (laughs) (laughs) When we went to the UP and I could not do anything. (laughs) Yeah. I could not get on my phone. I couldn't check messages in because the Wi-Fi was spotty enough that I could call my mom to check on the dogs. Um, but I could. I didn't do the any beauty work. Beauty of the UP. Eleven Just days unplugged. Of, of unplugged, and mm-hmm. it was amazing for my soul. Um, but yeah, I just it's we. It it's like energet. You're energetically assaulting somebody. Yeah. Not necessarily with the text, but I do want to talk about a different kind of energy attack. Mm-hmm. Um. When you come in, we, we experience this sometimes at the shop when we're working. Mm-hmm. So we are holding space mm-hmm. for retail sales. For crystal knowledge. For, yes. For answering questions mm-hmm. about things pertaining to the things that we sell mm-hmm. in the shop. Mm-hmm. And um, 
And sometimes other questions. If you're curious about how, you know, a Reiki session, how Reiki works. You Talking know. about that kind of thing. But, um, you know, like on Friday mornings, I work. Like I, mm-hmm. I see three clients and then I come home and I eat and then we come back and we have retail. Mm-hmm. And what's happening sometimes is we are feeling really drained. Mm-hmm. Because we are getting flooded with questions. It's almost as if like, give me a reading. Right. And that to me is an energetic assault mm-hmm. because I'm not making space for it. You're right. asking me, you're putting one, you're putting me on the spot, which is really uncomfortable. Yeah. And you're asking me to answer this question. And there's other customers that are in there. Right doing what we've made space for, which is shopping and doing the thing. And so now you've pulled us away from these customers that Mm -hmm. are here that maybe have questions about crystals or energy work, you know, Mm -hmm. about what we do. And so, and now we're in this conversation Mm -hmm. answering questions, you know, whether, I mean, I've had all kinds of stuff. So-and-so died. Are they here? Right. Um, I'm, close that part off. And now I work really hard on mm-hmm. shopping days to not see all the people that you're dragging in with you. Right. <laughs> um, and so now you've asked, you've kind of like opened up this thing. And so now there's that, I mean, there's been times where we close the shop and I, I like literally feel like I, I have to peel myself up off right. the chair and I go home and almost feel drunk mm-hmm. because I'm so drained. Oh yeah. I'm like right to bed. I'm useless on a Friday night. Like I go home and lay on the couch with my family and then I'm out early. And it's not to say like we don't, I love, like we have some of the most beautiful conversations with people. I mean, we've had, we've had, we had a woman come in once that was um, an older woman and she had gotten Mm -hmm. attuned. Like at that time when she was attuned to Reiki, she had to go to Arizona to get attuned. And she came in and she was here for like two hours. Yeah. But we, and we talked crystals and all that, but we... We're open to the conversation. So we opened ourselves up and that's why the conversation was for two hours mm-hmm. and it was the, it was flowing. And so that was really beautiful. It's, it's the coming in here with the intention of tapping two mediums, right? To get information that you would have to pay for if you went to see a medium for a reading. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not okay. We're not circus monkeys that are right. like, Proves to me that you can see the thing. Yeah, that that happened to me a lot. I used to do that. Like, where like there'd be a skeptic in the group, you know, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, like prove it to me and tell me something." And I would like just start firing off. And I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I had an experience. um, I was at a bar with um, really good friends of mine, and um, you know, we're sitting there, whatever. And while I was there. I, and I'm usually like have that shut off. And this woman kept talking to me that it was deceased. And so I gave a message to the bartender, um, about her and, um, she was really grateful and very emotional and stuff. And then I was all like, fuck, I don't do this. And then I was like aware that, cause I knew she had this experience and then she was telling people and then I don't, and it's a small, it's a small town bar here. So mm-hmm. hello, anyone mm-hmm. from Woodville, you know what bar that is. And I come in and I'm like, great. I felt like I was like a neon sign, like media, like just right. the medium. And this guy that was sitting with his girlfriend was like, okay, fucking read me. Oh, you're a medium. Read me. 
You should have read them like RuPaul. Well, like, and first I wanted of to. All, I, what I wanted to say was, first of all, <laughs> you're cheating on your fucking girlfriend that you're sitting next to. Is what I wanted to say because he absolutely was. But I was, I was like, no, I'm not going. Like, I'm not doing this because I'm enjoying the company of my friends, sure. and I just. It was the day after the. It was the day of the retreat. Oh, right. We had done the retreat and I was exhausted. Like we had done all this healing stuff. I was like, I am not tapping in anymore. Yeah. So it was the day after the retreat and I'm in there in the sky. So I looked at him. I go, yeah, I don't do that. I'm not like a circus monkey that has to prove anything to you. I'm like, I'm plenty busy. Like I don't need another client. So Mm -hmm. not good, bro. Like that, that, but I used to, in that situation would have been like, oh my God, like so much pressure. Like I got to prove who I am. And now I'm just like, fuck you. I don't care. I'm not going to prove anything. Right. But people do that. That's so icky. Read me. Show me whatever. It's yeah. like, first of all, if you've got that energy, you don't want me to read you. Because <laughs> I'm about to tell you some shit. <laughs> don't provoke me, <sighs> bro. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, yeah, it's kind of like... Just be mindful of people. It's the same as when you go to any profession. You know, you go to get your coffee. You're respectful of that person's time. They've got other people behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, that person also has a family and a something. You go to the doctor. You go in and see that. It's the same for the dentist, mm-hmm. your hairdresser. It's like you have a slot that you come in and you get your hair done. You pay for the service and then you leave. And right. so you have to be respectful of people's time, even your own friendship. So the people in your circle, yes. I ask that you, and this is something that I feel like everybody should do because everyone's doing it. I try to be more conscious. I'm the same way. Like This is not saying we've never done these things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just we're more aware of them now yes. because we're more aware of energy. I've been very guilty of energetically draining many people because I didn't know how to regulate my emotions. Yes. We've had talks about that Mm -hmm. where I've had to say, I can't take on this big thing that you're going through Mm -hmm. right now because I'm having a hard day. Right. And so it's like thinking about the people in your circle. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I think I'm probably the worst with that is with my mom. Like, I'll just call my mom and word vomit right. shit. You know, it's like, I, you know, my mom's probably having a fucking day. And right. here I'm like, like I, you know, everything. Mama. Yeah, it's like when I call my mom, everything's my thing. So, and yes. I'm just very aware of this right now in this moment. Um, is how selfish I am in that relationship. Where everything's me. Um, okay, mom, I'm going to work on that. I've just, just got that little thing, that little bug in my ear right now. So that's what I would say. Family, friendships, mm-hmm. being aware of what you're asking of somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and asking, do you have time for this? Right. One of our clients is who brought that to my attention. Um, she's our friend and a really good client here, a client that became a good friend. Mm-hmm. And um, she has a lot of trauma, but she really diligently is like working through that stuff. And she said something the one day where, I don't know if it was when she was talking to you, but she was telling me about it. And she was like, I ask people, do you, can you make space for this? Or is this something you're willing to take on? So like she's going through something and she can get really like fired up with Mm -hmm. it and stuff. And so, but she asked like, is this something that I can 
talk to you about right now. And when she said that, it hit me and I thought, to give someone a choice is so yeah. beautiful. And I thought about how many times I haven't done that with people, right. especially um, before I started my healing journey. Mm-hmm. Really selfish and really, um, ev- my problem was everybody's problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which, like, when I think back to it, you guys, it really makes me like my, if you could see my Cringy. face right now, it's just like, <laughs> it's just, I can remember blowing into places or blowing into, um, like my friend's apartment and like, cause everything was like a crisis for me. I mean, right. everything sent me just spiraling and spinning and panicking and this thing, you know, like, Oh, and then it gets like grandiose because it's right. like a Scorpio and it just grows <laughs> and gets more dramatic. And so when she, when our friend said that in that moment, I thought, imagine how different the world would be if we paused before mm-hmm. word vomiting on people mm-hmm. and thought, is this the time and place for it? Am I asking if this person wants to be engaged in this energetic exchange and conversation? Right. You know, and just really thinking about those. T- and is it something that I need to be putting right. out there? Or is it something best left to a professional? Yes. Because at some point, if you're really needing to vent and talk and you're yeah. working through all this trauma, you uh, hiring a professional person to do that with yeah. was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. And that could be through like what we do here. Yeah. Or therapy. Or... Therapy. or or whatever. And you know what I heard when you said that was also, what is my relationship with this person? So if, yes. if I'm about to put this on a person, is this person in my circle to where I can even right. ask that of them? Right. Like, is what is this person to me? Right. You know? And not every... Is this person a close friend? Mm-hmm. Is this somebody that I can share this information with? Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like thinking that through. I don't know. Cause me personally, I mean, I don't just go to a cookout and start, like I just met someone's wife and I just start spilling stuff on her. Look at me looking around <laughs> like, Oh shit. I'm, I'm kind of really an open guarded. book. I'm well, kind of I'm, an open book as a person. I'm really guarded <laughs> with most of like, I like to make jokes things. about my trauma, etc. I'm a joke teller too. <laughs> I'm comic relief when right. it comes to serious That's things. That's the way that I feel most comfortable. Uh, not in sessions here, but yeah, I just, that was such a, I don't even remember the circumstance as to why she said that, but it is stuck with mm-hmm. me and it's something that I think about often. And so, yeah, it's like being an empath is, is difficult, but learning to protect yourself and guard yourself and learn the difference in energies can be really helpful to you. And when we talk about protection, I guess that's something we can talk about a little bit too. I was just about to say, because that's what people don't understand is the protection. And for me, I can protect all I want, but like, I don't want to say it doesn't work but there are certain things that slip through. Like for example, I was, I went to pride last night in downtown Toledo, bought tickets. I was so excited to take Eden, which is my daughter and my husband. And we met my good friend down there and it was a little subdued pride because they were being COVID friendly. So it was a smaller event, but still fun. But we come in and there's music like boom, 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 Mm. boom. 
boom. Ordinarily, I would like that, but I have not been out in the publics in a big group <laughs> in a really long time. You got energetically attacked. Like pre-COVID, yeah. Yeah, so we get there. I had the responsibility of like pulling the, the QR code on mm-hmm. my phone. I'm 45, okay? I can't just beep, boop, beep on my iPhone. Like it's a whole like, oh shit, okay. So I got, okay, mail, okay. And oh, it's a whole thing. But yeah, anyway, so we get through the line. I'm a, I'm a little jittery, but I'm good. But this guy comes up to me with this flyer of like all the cool stuff that's going Mm. on for pride. But then he's like reading it to me and he's really close to me and is like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm still feeling the whole QR code (laughs) inadequacies. And this guy's like, Bob and this and this. And I'm like literally ready to like fall to like pixelated pieces (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) And then we have to go to the tent. Like in your face, the flyer (laughs) in your face. And he's like, really close to me so I can feel and I'm just feeling all the shit. Then we have to go to the beer tent to buy tickets to get drinks and I just want fucking water. Oh my god, I'm breaking out. So boom, 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 mm. boom. And this guy's like yelling and I'm looking at these other drink people and this other drink guy's like and I'm like stuff the twenty dollars in Bob's hand like I can't do this. <laughs> and I had to literally step back. Right. Almost started to cry. Yeah. Like everything was building up in the chest. You, mm-hmm. you little anxiety people know I'm talking about yeah. chest, throat. I'm mm-hmm. like, either I'm going to stop breathing or I'm going to start crying. But then the music changed. Yeah. And it became like trap rap music. And I was like, boom, so much better. And you know what I just heard? You came into it protecting yourself. So it's not that you can't I really protect did. yourself. I really but did what make happened a... is you got triggered and all of your arms fell down. Oh my God. It was so, so bad. So it's in that moment, you're not keeping it up. Mm-hmm. It's like something occurred that made that protection and awareness Jesus. fall. And that allows it to come flooding in. And then my child has anxiety mm-hmm. and they're in a crowded place. And then I'm like literally modeling this unhealthy behavior, which I have all their whole life, which right. they now have anxiety and depression type. Right. That they are actively healing within themselves. But it was just crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. And you were feeling the energy of the music, the energy of the people. I didn't like whatever the music was at first. I didn't, I didn't like it. It didn't make me feel good. Well, and that's how I said it's the best description to me when I am being overtaken energetically, it's like sensory overload. So sounds become too, too loud. It's like touch. It's just like everything becomes magnified. And so it it is that like, ah, I literally wanted to like crouch down and cover my ears and just... Because I think it's, when you think of it from an energetic standpoint, so it's less about the music that's hitting your ears. Oh, it's it's more about the energy of the music, the energy of the people. And it's like this combination. You're getting hit from multiple energy standpoints and it's hitting you all at once like a wave. And then it becomes like, I can feel that almost like I can't breathe. It was nuts, y'all. And of course, my husband's so sweet because now he knows what's happening and he knows like, okay, I'll take care of it. Like you just go take care of yourself. Yeah. Bring it down. Yeah. Bring it it in. And it was, yeah, it was totally fine after that. But like as soon as the music shifted, it got a little trap beat going on like this. 
okay, I love this place. Let's I do can, this. That does happen to me so many times. Um, <sighs> I think it's why I hate the grocery store. <laughs> Dude, I have to wear headphones. So I can't go in the store without headphones. I just thought headphones. of an ex- a, a situation that this just happened to me recently. So I was school shopping with Coop. And we went into Walmart, and I fucking hate Walmart. It has the worst vibration of all the places. So I don't serious. know why, but I it's well, I don't know if it's where the things come from, and then it attracts the vibration, but whatever. So we were in there because I was like, it's... I think you're on to something with yeah, that. Yeah, it's like where it came from, and then it attracts that vibe of people and, and the, the vibration. intentions of it just yes. being this mass-marketed trash. Yes. So I go there... Uh, like knowing that I hate this place, but I'm like, well, it's the cheapest place to get right. school supplies. And I thought it'll be the one place where they'll have everything. Yes. I was fucking wrong. <laughs> I go in and it's a Sunday. First of all, I don't go to places on Sunday. So I'm used to being a stay at home mom where I could like go places during the week. So right. on a Sunday, like get the fuck out of here. I'm not ever doing that. <laughs> so my daughter had to go to a birthday party. So I thought, sweet. Like I'll take coop. We have to get clothes afterwards or before. So I take him to get clothes. Then we go to Walmart. So we have a great time clothes shopping, which very surprising. That's really cool. I was about to say. It was amazing. And then we go into Walmart. And so, and he's anxiety, empath, medium too. So we're going down the aisle and it's so unorganized, which for Coop and I is not good to look at. Like Things in disarray makes us feel very unorganized inside and chaotic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, everything, you know, they have, like, the little cardboard bins that things are in. And it's, like, things are just thrown everywhere. And it's, like, a, it's like the Tasmanian devil came through. Right. <laughs> right. And there's, like, just the aftermath of that. Right. And so, and I also forgot to make a printed list. So, I oh, left crap. the printed list at home. And so, now I'm zooming in on my phone. So, I can't oh, right. check things off. And I've got second grade and fourth grade and I'm trying to bounce back and forth on this sheet to find things and so that's overwhelming me. It's a little bit like your phone thing that's happening. So I'm like this is yes, so I'm already feeling away with this. And then we can't find things. And then the aisles are getting really crowded. And I had a moment and I, I kind of snapped at Coop and I looked at him and and I re- I'm realizing it then and I go I go, I'm really sorry. I go, I'm feeling really anxious. I go, we just need to leave. Like we just need to go. Because I was he goes I, I I'm feeling that. the same way. He was like feeling the same way. Oh, he was probably picking up on you too. You know what I mean? Between or maybe me, you were together. Together, I, I think feel we like were me and Eden always feed off. We each were other. looking for things, and like they were out of they were out of Jeez, almost everything. So and it was just supposed to be like beep, bam, boop. Like right. we get it, we go. Right. And then I didn't have the list, and it was like all these things. So then we go to leave, and we immediately feel better when we get outside. Like we both went. Right. And we were holding hands on the way out and we both were, and we were talking about it. Cause I was like, I'm not frustrated with you. Like, yeah. I'm really sorry. You know, but I was feeling, it goes, I was feeling it too. He goes, the energy is so bad in there. And I'm like, it is so, so bad. And, um, then we went to target to try and find a few more things. And while the energy was a little bit better, it was not great because the whole school, you know, there's one fucking aisle. Target gives me panic attacks. Oh, there's one school little shopping. aisle. One little aisle, and there's probably 15 people. And again, everything's out. So we don't even get anything in there. I go, we're not doing this. I go, we're going to go get a candy bar, and we're going to the car. And so that's what we did. We each got a Kit Kat, and then we went to the car. I love that. And sat and enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. I let him sit up front with me, and we just sat, and we're just like, 
And then I took my, I, I have a little stick of selenite yes. hanging in my car and I scrubbed myself with mm. it. And then I had him do the same. But so that was something I had that reaction. I was just like, <sighs> yeah. So it's, it's I was funny. doing that it's before I knew thing. I was an empath. Like freaking out in the school oh, yeah. supply aisle. I like specifically was with my mom, oh, and I think no Ian joke. was probably like seven or eight, and I literally had a panic attack at Target it's school too much. shopping. It is way too it's much. It's way too much. I, the school. Um, That's why Amazon's the school used so to do a thing where I could just a company like you paid for it, and the company sent the school supply list, and this company would send it to the school to be on their desk when you got to the school, what? and they didn't do it this year because I've done that every every year that I could do it, I did it. Like they like, purchased the supplies. Like, they get to pick out their folders. I was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, like folders, everything went shut up to their desk in, with printed labels that you just stuck on the. Dude, I pay extra for that. I pay so much extra for that. <laughs> I might get <give laughs> to my not have to do that shit. What the hell? It's amazing. So that, yeah, that's a very real thing. But when it comes to protecting yourself, there's a, there's a bunch of ways that you can do that. So triggers can make your defenses fall. Yes. And how do you put them back up once they're fallen? So besides trap music coming on the beat saving the day, (laughs) I think that's just awareness and mindfulness. Right. So like when I said to you, it's bringing it inward. So yes, because you know I was going right like now. this was a huge mistake. I'm sitting here thinking I shouldn't have come here. There's so many people. Like why did I do and this? You start to spiral because you create a story. So long. You yeah. bring it inward, and that that's what I that's yeah. what I'm trying to be more aware of that I'm doing. I bring it inward, and I'm like, how am I feeling? Right. Where am I? You know what? Like what are safe. the feelings now? I'm right. safe, and I bring myself right. back in. And I was aware now beforehand that would have ended in a screaming match. That so would have projected on my child. I would right. have been in a shitty mood the rest of the Same. day. Blamed Same. it on something that he did, which right. he didn't do. And instead, in that moment, yeah. I became aware of this is about the energy in this room. I apologize yes. to my kid. And then I let it go because I brought it back. Got it. And got out. I like I that. I got out of there, but it's I brought like, it back yeah, in. It's this place. Let's get the hell out of yeah. here. Yeah. And protecting your energy. It's like you just need to find ways that work for you because it's not a one size fits all thing. I mean, you, a crystals help with that. We it talk was, about it was a good vibe event too. So that was yeah. helpful and fun. There's just so many things that you can do. There was a guy that had a purple beard and in the most beautiful like makeup oh on God. and he got up and sang with the band. Oh my Ooh. God. It was really fun. It was low key, but I just saw Freddie Mercury. they did. He, yes. And <laughs> they did their best to like, keep the party going. It was really cool. I I, we that. had a good time despite the initial panic attack situation. The rest of it went good. You never know when it's coming on. So I'm hoping that many of you that listen to this today might recognize why you feel so icky and tired all the time and maybe realizing that it's not necessarily anything you're doing. It's other than that you're taking on other people's stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, protect yourself. Love yourself enough to say no when you need to say no Mm -hmm. and not feel guilty about it. Listen to your body when you start to feel like... Yeah. No. And also, if you're the person on the receiving end of the no, try not to take it personal. Yeah. I know that it's not from a place of anger or hate or don't make a story judgment. It's right. just, yeah, don't create a story. Just know that that person is going through something and that everybody is having their own human experience. And just because our human experience is the most important to us right. does not make their human experience less valid. Right. And that we have to know that 
everybody's going through something. Right. Everybody. Mm -hmm. So I guess let's just be respectful and kind of each other's energy. Yeah. Most definitely. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Morganite and Moonstone. To learn more about us and to shop, visit www.morganiteandmoonstone.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Mrs. Moonstone. You can learn more about me through my blog at www.lifenofilter.com. You can visit me on Facebook at Laura Hilker 444 and Instagram at Laura Hilker. Our beautiful intro music is Take the Road by Grace Mesa.